Well, praise the Lord and good day to you. Welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in our studio at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. Glad you're with us. Whenever it is, you have found us somewhere on social media. Those avenues, if you don't know uh, more of them, is the Pastor Curtis Facebook page, the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel, our website, thecrosswaychurch.com. There's even a Spreaker app you can get on your phone and listen to all the 900. We're about six really messages away from reaching a thousand uh, sermons, messages, lessons on on our channel, on the Spreaker app, which is for those who have ears to hear. They're all audio, but they're there free for you to listen to and to be encouraged and blessed and learn really the Word of God in its righteous and con its context of truth and righteousness. And, and I'm just excited about that. And uh, today we'll start a new series entitled The Cross and the Glory. And I am really encouraged and excited about getting into this today. And uh, uh, it's just a blessing to be walking with the Lord, uh, walking and learning of our precious Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who is, is teaching us uh, those that He is able to show His covenant. And uh, we're just excited about what the Lord's doing in these last days. We're not at all worried about all the horrible things that the world is doing and the shaking that's going on. God Himself, His voice is causing the shaking and uh, we're being drawn closer to Him each and every day. Well, before we get into this today... I want us to, I want to take a second rather to introduce, first of all, a book that's about three to four years old that I wrote about that long ago, four or five years ago, called All God's Works Are Done in Truth. It's based off uh, Psalms 33 and 4 and the simplicity and the, real, real, uh, the reality of that one Bible verse if you know that the truth is Jesus Christ and Him crucified this little 62 page booklet will help you understand uh, I believe by the power of the Holy Spirit of course will help you understand more scriptures like you have never before. If all God's works are done in truth and that means there's none of His works taking place outside of truth, this little booklet right here will help you see that because it's other scriptures that bring that come together to strengthen that scripture. It's not men's thoughts and opinions. I'm learning that more and more that it's scripture that interprets scripture and we need to be uh, uh, we need to know that today. So also I'm very excited the first three of the commentaries that I've been writing over the past few years I have had printed and three of them are already on the website they're just $8 each. They are nice. They're square fold backside. They're cut off. But the first one is let's talk about righteousness. It is really my favorite topic in all the Bible. And it's a 55-page booklet on the righteousness of God. And so much more uh, the Lord has shown me about His righteousness even after this booklet. And so one day we'll enlarge it. But it's, let's talk about righteousness. The, the, the second one we're offering now on the website, which is thecrosswaychurch.com. Just click on the store icon and order your copy today. We'll get them right out to you. The second one is the entirety of the chapter, 119th chapter in the book of Psalms. This one is entitled Glorying in the Cross through Psalms 119. Every word of God is light for our journey if we hear and see them in the light of the Lord Jesus Christ and His work on Calvary's cross. And over here on the side it says, Learning to see Christ and Him crucified in every word which God has ever spoken. And the 119th Psalm is a very powerful psalm as it is all focused on the Word of God. And that is the commentary that I've written on every verse 
in that 119th chapter. This is the first five chapters of Proverbs. The others are already written. They're just being edited and will soon also be available. But this one is Proverbs chapters 1 through 5. It's easy reading. It's uh, just uh, chapter and verse, page by page, the scripture and commentary that I believe the Lord has blessed us with here as He's been able to bring us back to the cross and a focus of the cross and therefore there's where we hear and receive and commune with Him and there He's pouring out of His Spirit the truth of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. So you can order your copies today on the website. Again, it's thecrosswaychurch.com. The new commentaries are only $8. I don't know what the book is, $10 or $15. It's, it's a, a bigger book than these others, but you will be blessed. And those of you who have already blown us out of the water yesterday with so many orders. I appreciate you for helping support the work that God is doing in and through this ministry here, the Crossway Church. And, and uh, I just pray that God would enlarge the borders of all that He's doing in all of our lives. That is why He brought us back to faith and focus in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ because there and there alone He does all that He does. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. It's a beautiful Friday morning here in Queen City, Texas. If you don't know where we're located, it's only 20 miles south of Texarkana and uh, right on Highway 59, easy to find. You're looking for a good church, we'll be here Sunday morning at 10, Wednesday nights at 6.40. Mondays and Thursday mornings at 8.15, I'm sorry, 8.30 a.m. Central Time. I'm teaching in the book of Hebrews right here where you're watching this right now. Uh, and also every Friday morning at 9 a.m., Cross time with Pastor Curtis, which is what we're involved in in this moment right now. And we're going to begin to, uh, our study entitled, The Cross and the Glory. The Cross and the Glory. This is going to be somewhat very powerful and very special. And I pray the Lord would impart the truth into our hearts. That is really the experience of the new covenant. He says in, in, in chapters 8 and 10 of uh, Hebrews that he will put his word in our hearts and write them in our minds. That the, <clears throat> that's the new covenant experience that he takes and puts his word in our hearts and writes them on the tablets of our minds, which is our hearts, all that's tied together. But this morning we want to start looking at the cross and the glory, and, and realizing how they're inseparable. They're inseparable. Uh, and we're going to see just the Scripture. We don't need men's thoughts and opinions, and we don't need all that you'll find on Google. We need Scripture. We need the truth. And the Lord will open our eyes to the truth of the glory of God. And uh, if you could, turn this morning, first of all, to Hebrews chapter 1, verse one. We'll just start here in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. And the Bible says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spoke in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days, that's since Jesus Christ came on the scene, has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, whom being the brightness of his glory, the brightness of God's glory, and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, set down on the right hand of the majesty on high. There's a lot that could be said about these <coughs> first three verses here. Great in-depth teaching could take place. 
But what we want to focus in on first of all today is that Jesus, we'll keep it simple as always because there's where the light is in the simplicity <coughs> excuse me, of Christ. The simplicity of Christ. That's where all the power and the revelation comes in. That's what Jesus said he would build his church upon. Just the revelation of who he is. And that's what we're learning today. That Jesus, here we see it, is the brightness of God's glory. He is the brightness of God's glory. That heavens declare His glory. The earth is full of His glory. But it's all because it's all pointing to Christ. The heavens revealing the glory of God point to Christ. The glory being full of the glory of God is because it points to Christ. Everything is from Him, for Him, by Him, through Him, and will end up before Him. He is the beginning and the ending of all things. Hallelujah. And we need to remember that. Jesus Christ is the one that the Father used to create the worlds. That's what the Bible just tells us here. That He is the one by whom He made the worlds. Jesus Christ is the brightness of God's glory. Uh, just an example to help us along the way this morning. Let's use, for example, a rose. When you buy a rose bush, all you really have is a stalk sticking up with, with thorns on it. And you plant that thing, and it grows into a thicker stalk with bigger thorns. And then the one day comes, and the rains come, and the sun begins to shine on it, and the days get longer, more light on it, and rain... And all of a sudden, it begins to form a bud. And, and then it begins to bloom. But there is a certain point in the life of a rose that you look at it and you say, Wow, look at the glory of that rose. That is why we planted that rose bush. We planted it and all it was was a, a stalk of, of thorns. Kind of reminds us of the cross, doesn't it? Jesus just on a tree with a crown of thorns. He, he, but in that moment on that hill called Calvary, I said in that moment, the fullness and the brightness of God's glory was revealed right there. That is what God sent His Son for. That is the brightness of God's glory. See, it's not about the beauty of a resurrection, although we praise God for resurrection power every day, for if Christ had not been raised from the dead, the cross would have no beauty of God's holiness in it. It would have no power. It would have not triumphed over all the enemies making an open show of them, Colossians 2, 14 through 16. But because the power of God was upon Christ to lay his life down in obedience, in humility and obedience, it would also move from death, the glory moved from death. The Bible says Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. So the glory had to be there at Calvary in Jesus dying because God raised His Son from the dead there from the grave by the glory, hallelujah, by the glory and the fullness of what He did at Calvary, hallelujah. That is what makes Jesus our brightness of glory and the brightness and accepted man to God. Hallelujah. Our door home, our way home, our uh, ability now through our faith in what God did there in Christ, His Son on Calvary's cross, for us to now have the hope of glory dwelling in us who is Christ. He is our hope of glory. Hallelujah. So number one in this session, this teaching session on the cross and the glory, we need to understand that at the cross is where Jesus 
became the brightness, the brightness of God's glory there on Calvary's cross. We know it's true. Let's look at another scripture this morning. John chapter 12, verse 28, when Jesus is praying, Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. The Father spoke from heaven about what Jesus asked him to do, glorify thy name. <laughs> Father, glorify your name. And he spoke from heaven to our Savior and said, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Now we've come to understand that's talking about what he would do on Calvary's cross. In God's strategic laid out plan of the ages before the foundation of the world, he, uh, he, uh, I'm sorry, Revelation 13, 8 and 1 Peter 1, 20 tell us that before the foundation of the world, the Lamb was slain. God had already stamped His name, glorified His name, stamped His glory on His name before the world began. What does that mean? That means that God could then go ahead and create a world full of people that would blaspheme Him and spit on Him, but some would choose to worship and believe and be saved by Him from their sins. But there's no way He could have even set it in motion had He not already stamped his name stamped his glory on that slain lamb. It was already a done deal. Now I want you to think about this. For this is for those who think we need to move on from the cross after we've preached it as a foundation. We never move on from the cross. The, the foundation of God is the slain lamb. It's the foundation. It's the chief cornerstone, Jesus Christ and Him crucified before the foundation of the world. But yet Jesus said every day our problem is self. And to be able to follow Him, to receive of Him, we've got to deny self and take up our cross daily. The cross we take up is faith in the sacrifice of Christ. We never leave that. We never leave it. We never leave it. The rock of ages that followed the people of old was Christ. Well, listen, that rock followed them. We today under the new covenant follow that rock through faith in what He is as our rock, our, our Savior through faith in His sacrifice. We never go on from the foundation. Yes, we build upon it. We build upon the foundation, but we never leave the foundation. We always carry, we take that foundation up daily and build upon it with the materials of the foundation. Everything we build with comes out of that foundation. So we never go on without the cross. We go on with the cross and we constantly talk about the cross. The very place God glorified His name. Think about that now. God glorified His name. But, but we're going to talk about this for a minute today. It's very important for those who are not understanding as they should. And none of us understand perfectly. But there's some who think we need to go on and, and leave this. And, and, and really not being ugly, but it's a heady and high-minded thing that we've all had to experience. But it's that hideous three-headed monster of self doing everything that he can selfishly to get us to put that cross down because he gets the glory in now what he does. But as long as we'll take that cross up and then self is denied. Let me tell you about self. He will never shut up and He will never go away until we're with our Lord in heaven. I want you to hear that again. 
This selfish, three-headed, me, myself, and I, hideous, deceitful, deceptive, evil, wicked, selfish, prideful, full of self-love, self-pity, self-pride, is so deceptive, he will do everything he can to talk us into putting that cross down because when we do, he gets the glory again. He gets the glory and Christ is no longer going to be glorified because He's only glorified when our boast, our dependence, our trust, our vision of all of God's words are in our Savior and what He did at Calvary. You move away from that focus. You move away from that dependence. It's only a deceptive self who's leading us in that manner. <coughs> self... Let me tell you about self. I'm talking about that thing that's constantly striving against the Spirit. I'm talking about this flesh, Galatians 5 and 17. And we have to talk about these things if we're going to get a good picture and view of the glory of God because it's self, it's self that's constantly striving, that flesh that within it is nothing good, striving against the Spirit, no end. He will never shut up. He will never go away, but He can be denied. Hallelujah. He can be denied, but only through the cross. Jesus taught it was a daily issue. It will be your daily issue from now until you're with your Lord in heavenly places with Him in your new righteous body. It will not go away. It will not shut up. It will daily try to talk you with all of its deceitful, deceptive ways into putting that cross down because He wants the glory. Christ only glories through our faith in, trust in, dependence upon, and when faith comes through that righteousness daily that it came through when we first believed. Our faith, the faith that we live by, the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave Himself for us only comes to us as we hear the Word of God. And God's words, all of them, are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. And His righteousness is only revealed in the Gospel. Romans 1, 16 and 17. And this faith that we live by, live by, it's the new and living way. It's not just a one-time in-the-door experience and then everything changes. The way we got in is the same new and living way our steps are ordered in. Hallelujah. It is a way. It wasn't a one-time moment. That was our born-again experience. It is the new and living Way, the way of righteousness, the way of the cross. It's not the way of, of a Pentecost and the way of this. Those are things to help along the way. It's the way of righteousness, the way of the cross. And the faith that we live by, Galatians 2 and 20, the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave Himself for us, listen very carefully. The first time faith came to your heart, it came through righteousness. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 1. The faith, this like precious faith that we have obtained came through the righteousness of God and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what Peter wrote. That means that when we were born again, it was because our hearts were hearing the Word of God in its righteous context, meaning Jesus and what He did at Calvary, and therefore faith came through that righteousness. And our hearts, what did we do? We believed with the heart unto righteousness. Yes, it was the Word of God as it pertains to the very act of Christ in suffering and death on Calvary's hill so that we could be forgiven, but now we walk by faith. But only as faith comes, and it truly only comes 
through righteousness. There's only one avenue of righteousness and that's the cross where God stamped His glory, glorified His name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So for me to stand around and say I give you glory, Lord, I give you glory and then go teach the purpose-driven life or the government of 12 so that you can use these things as a go-between. Listen, Jesus Christ is the only mediator between God and man. There's nothing else that mediates between God and man except Christ and His death. That is the mediation between God and men. That's the place God stamped His glory on His name. He already glorified it. He stamped His mark on His strategic plan laid out. And then... It had to be carried out. Let's talk about that for a minute. God had already glorified His name because He'd already finished the works before He ever put them in motion. Hebrews 4 and 3 says the works were finished from the foundation of the world, but yet Jesus didn't show up and say, well, God's, my Father's already glorified His name. The works are already finished. Let me go about my business. No, Jesus knew that what was already finished and what God had already glorified, He had to carry out. And you and I, it's no different for us. Just because Jesus declared it is finished, it, by, it does mean it is finished, but get it, it was finished before he ever got there. In God's eyes, because God sees it is finished before we began. But Jesus had to carry it out. It had to be carried out. It couldn't just be a plan by God, declared by the mouth of God. His, his He, as the Word of God, had to be made flesh among us. The living Word of God, Jesus Christ, God had to become a man and carry out that which was already finished. To He is the one who makes it finished. Listen, you, you probably need to write this down and get it in your heart, in your spirit, in your mind that at the cross... Jesus Christ became the ending of everything that He once began. He ended it all there. He pulled the curtain on the law. He pulled the curtain on the devil, the flesh, the sin nature, the world. He, he pulled the curtain. That's it. I'm the ending of all that I once began. Men corrupted it and now I am the end of it. I'm ending it in my death. Hallelujah. But also in my death, Jesus would quicken us unto life and become the new and eternal beginning, a beginning without end of all that God would ever do forever. God's not saying or doing anything outside of what He did through His Son on Calvary's cross because there is where the Lord began anew everything He will ever do. It all starts right there on Calvary's hill where the manifestation of God glorifying His name in His Son's humility and obedience unto death uh, where Jesus tasted that death by the grace of God for all men that we might also through faith taste that same death being put away and being made anew in Him as a new creation. I'm going to say it again and again. You need to write it down. You need to look at it. It, you need to think about it and the Holy Spirit will help you to understand it more and more. At the cross, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, our mighty King ended. Became, he didn't just end it, He became the ending. He put it away in His death. He became the ending of all that He once began that He might become the new and eternal beginning. He didn't just begin something new. He is the beginning of all things that are new and eternal of God. Hallelujah! Because there's where God stamped His glory, glorified His name, and offers His Son to everyone to dwell in us all by His Spirit as the hope of glory. Hallelujah! 
Hallelujah. So we wanted to start out here in this portion of Scripture because the only place that we can glorify God is through Christ by the Spirit of God. Now I want to show you another scripture and, and these uh, part of this is coming out in my writing right now. Presently I'm writing daily in Psalm 29. You can follow along with me on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page every morning somewhere around 7, 7.30. I post a scripture uh, in, on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page right now. It's in 1 John. But on the Curtis Hutchinson Facebook Facebook page, we're in Psalms 29, and it's verse by verse, day by day. One verse a day as it relates to Christ and Him crucified. Because if all God's words, hear this very carefully, if all God's words are in righteousness, and He has declared our righteousness as the light... Psalms 37 and 6, write it down. Please write it down. Go look at it. Let the Holy Spirit bless you, enlarge and enlighten the understanding of this great revelation of Christ. Hallelujah. Get this now. All God's words are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. Psalms 37 and 6 says He's made our righteousness as unto the light. So, the light is Christ. But what makes Him our light is what He did at Calvary because Jesus declared He's the light of the world. The book of Revelation in chapter 21 verse 23 declares the Lamb is the light. But the scriptures in Psalms 119, 105 declare that the Word is the light. And if, we're, if we don't understand... The, the illumination of God's Word in the context of the cross, we're going to be confused. And there's no need to be confused about God's Word. He authored it and He says He's not the author of confusion. So we never need to be confused about what God has said. And if we are, it's only because other things are trying to penetrate between the precepts that are upon precept and the lines that are upon line. If we keep it precept upon precept, line upon line, without our assumptions, our additions, our guesswork, then the Holy Spirit will give us the understanding of the Word. But let's talk about this. The, 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 the light of God's Word... The Bible says that He had made our righteousness as the light. Psalms 37, 6. But His Word is our light. But the only avenue of understanding the Word of God is as the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, imparts it as the truth and it shows us righteousness. It shows us. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. Proverbs 12 and 17. So it's only as we look through the cross at every scripture that we're going to have the understanding we need. We never leave the cross. I don't care who comes along and says it. There are people saying that. that that's false. And, and let, me, let me add this to that. All through the church age, God has tried to move mightily to bring the focus and the dependence and the message and, and the brightness of what the church is focused on that will bring us all back to a place of unity and tear down the walls is the cross. But every time he attempts to do it, even though men will grab a hold of it for a season, that hideous three-headed monster of self can't stand it very long at all ever because he's not getting the glory. And the attacks come to lay it down. We've got to move on. That's self. You move on from the cross and you're going to start throwing rocks at those that are preaching the cross. Make no mistake about it. But that's only that three-headed hideous monster of self who's doing that because he can't stand this. Self hates God. Now he'll pretend to love God 
and he'll pretend to be in revival. But self can't be revived. Self can't be revived. Self will never be spirit. It's only flesh. And it can't please God. And the cross is your daily answer, not just to live in victory, but for faith to come into your heart from any word of God. For faith to come into your heart from any portion of God's word, it must come in through the light of God's righteousness because our righteousness was made as our light, Psalm 37, 6. Can't get away from it. But let's look at Psalms 29 verses 1 and 2 because as children of God, we're called not only as Peter wrote that we'll get into later, we're not only called unto glory. That means called to the cross. Hallelujah. But we're called to give God glory. That means the fruit of what we've been called to. Glory. Now, now let's look at Psalms 29 verses 1 and 2. And let me say this. We're not going to be a part of those who put the cross down. We're not, we refuse to be a part of that which comes along and says it's time to move on. It's not time for pats on the back. It's, it's not time to look for from rewards for men. It's not time. We don't need to be looking for, for, for honor from men. We need to be looking for what God honors and stick with it. I refuse to be a part of what allows the light of the cross to go out in the age that which I'm living and I'm alive. I will not be quiet. I will not be pushed aside. Now, I'm not going to be ugly and blast everything. I'm not going to be ugly. But I am going to preach and teach the Word of God in the light in which it was written, and that's the light of righteousness that we can't talk about without talking about Calvary. You can't talk about righteousness without talking about the cross because if you are, you're only talking about a self-righteousness, and that's darkness. The light of Calvary is that which our light has been given to us. Hallelujah. Jesus is the light, but the cross is the switch that turns it on and keeps it on. Hallelujah. Don't forget that. Psalms 29 verse 1 and 2. Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty, give unto the Lord glory and strength. We're called to give unto the Lord glory and strength. And let me say this before we move on. Nobody can give God anything that he hadn't already given them. You can't give God anything that he hasn't given you and you got to be careful when you're trying to give God praise, God worship, God your giving, God your prayers, God. When you're giving God anything, you got to give it to him through the same door he gave it to you through. You're giving him the fruit of what he has given you. Look at the first, look at the, the Bible, the story of Abel. Abel only pleased God and testified of God through offering to God what God had already offered him. The same thing God offered Abel, he offered Cain. Cain took and put that which God offered him, he pushed that aside and said, I'll bring the works of my own hands to God. Self, that hideous monster. I'll serve God, I'll worship God, I'll bring a sacrifice, but it'll be what I think. Abel offered back to God what God had offered him. We can't offer God anything that God hadn't offered us. And God hasn't offered us anything that hasn't come through our faith in the death of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. No other avenue is God going to offer us anything. 
All things are of Him, by Him, for Him, through Him, and will return to Him. The Bible says we're talking about Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, our Lord and Savior, so precious to us because of Him becoming our way home through His death. We need not forget this. We need not lay this message down, put it aside, put it on the back burner and move on. My question is move on into what? You can't start teaching anything that it not be applied with the blood. If you try, it's only darkness. The blood is the the life and light is in the blood. There is no life and light of anything we preach or teach if it doesn't consist, include the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And that doesn't mean saying the blood of Jesus. That means our participation in death with Him. Hallelujah. That we continue daily to reckon ourselves to be dead indeed unto the sin nature and alive unto God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We don't move on. We won't put it down. We won't be quiet. We will carry this till the end of our days and after that hopefully we will have left a trail of truth for others to grab a hold and follow along in the footsteps of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Watch this now. Psalms 29, we read verse 1. Let's read it again. We'll move into verse 2 this time. Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty, Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Verse 2. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Worship the Lord in the beauty. (laughs) Hallelujah. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Remember, where God glorified His name was on Calvary's cross in His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, by being pleased in wounding Him and bruising Him for our sins and iniquities. That's where God glorified His name. And if we're going to give God the glory that's due His name, it's got to be through not words, but from the heart, believing unto that righteousness every single day, allowing God's word ever jot and tittle to point us back to the place where God gets the glory. And show the apostle Paul, I forbid you to glory in anything other than the cross because there I separated you from the world and the world from you. Hallelujah. There and there alone can I be glorified. And that's why we can't put it down. We can't push it aside for something else. It's a part of all that God is doing throughout now, all of eternity. Remember, Jesus became the ending. He didn't just end it. He became the ending. In his death, everything that had been corrupted was put away and sent away. And the reality of that will take place coming very soon. But he also did not just begin the new. He became the new and living way, hallelujah, of everything that God would ever say and do throughout all the glorious ages to come. Right there on Calvary's hill. You can't leave it. If you do, you've left him. If we leave the cross out of anything we're doing, anything we're teaching... We're leaving the power out, the glory out, the wisdom out. We're leaving it all out. And no matter who comes on the scene, no matter how big their ministries or how much money they have, the biggest ministries really in our world today, the bigger they are, it's obvious they're the most deceptive And the light they walk in is not light. It's darkness. They're calling the darkness that they teach and preach light and it's not light. The Bible says don't marvel if Satan transforms himself as an angel of light. Now get this now. If Satan transforms himself as an angel of light, 
Paul writes to the church in Corinth, don't marvel then that he also transforms his ministers as ministers of righteousness. But notice, Satan as an angel of light, the light of God's righteousness, which is by the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, is the only true light that exists. And our righteousness is Christ and what He did at Calvary has been made unto us light. Psalms 37, 6. But notice how Paul relates Satan as an angel of light through his ministers as ministers of righteousness. But it's only self-righteousness. Get involved in the government of 12. That'll help you become more like Christ. No, it won't. Jesus and what He did at Calvary is God's only instrument, only avenue, only way to hear properly and to receive properly. Go read about the church in Sardis in Revelation chapter 3. They had a name that they were alive, but Jesus said they were dead. The church, alive in Christ, but not living in Christ. Dead. And he tells them to repent and get back to the place they could hear and receive. Now, if you'd have looked at them, they had an appearance like they were hearing from the Lord and receiving from the Lord and were walking in great light. But the light they were walking in was darkness because it wasn't faith in the sacrifice that brings the true light on the scene. Hallelujah. All God's words are in righteousness. And His righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. I want you to understand that. This is not just sounds good. This is scriptural. The cross of Jesus Christ is where Jesus became the brightness. Brightness speaks of light. The brightness of God's glory. You and I as children of God are called to give God glory. It says in Psalms 29 too, to give unto the Lord the glory that's due unto His name. The glory that's due His name is our faith in that which He glorified His name. <laughs> Listen. Some of you are listening to me right now and you know that you're a part of something that is going the wrong way. But because there is a... In all of us there's a tendency and a fleshly drive to seek honor from men. And, I, and, and a lot of it... Let me, let me share this today. It'll, it'll help you tremendously if, you're, if you have the fear of the Lord in your heart and you want what's right. But self, that hideous monster in which is not good and cannot glory, but desires to glory, he is so deceitful and so deceptive, he will seduce, he will lie to us and many times make us believe that we're honoring men when in all reality, we're only wanting them to honor us. That's why we're not confronting the leaven that's entered the mixture. In the name of honoring them, but in all reality, self just wants to be honored by them. Because true honor is going to deal with the situation on hand. That's why I thank God for all these churches that are popping up all over the world with these ministers who don't have all these things that a lot of people require to be in a ministry and that men require. And they, we just a bunch of old stinky fishermen and tax collectors and welders and truck drivers who God has brought in and, and, and filled us with the Holy Spirit and shown us the truth of Calvary's cross, the power of it. And, and, and the Lord, by the grace, by His grace, we're, we're learning to boast in nothing else and to become determined to know nothing other and we're learning that although self will never shut up and he'll never go away, he can be denied. And we can honor men 
without there being a deceitful, deceptive manner there in which we're really only trying to get them to honor us by what we're doing or not doing. Very, very deceptive and dangerous. Back to Psalms 29. Give unto the Lord. Now get this. We've got about 11 minutes, I believe. So let's try to make the best of this. Lord, help us. Psalm 29, verse 2. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Where do we find the glory of the name of the Lord? At the cross. In Christ, His humble and obedient death. There's where God glorified His name and only through faith in the cross without adding, mixing, can we glorify the Lord. And listen, for years I stood around saying, I just glorify you. Lord, I give you glory. I give you glory. I can't give Him glory except through faith in. Not just because I came in that way. Get that out of your head. If that was the case, then Sardis wouldn't have been in trouble. Peter wouldn't have been in trouble. None of the other people in the new covenant would have been in trouble because God would just be okay with all of it. But He's not. Just because we got saved doesn't mean that we can attach ourselves to anything and give God glory. Again, we only give God glory by faith in the only place that He glorified His name. It's very simple. It is simple. If you want to be some big scholastic theologian and that's what you're after, you're going to miss the simplicity that's in Christ. And And we'll know it. We know them by their fruits because who gets a hold of this is preaching and teaching this and becoming. we're either becoming more determined to know this and nothing else or we're becoming less determined about this because of more of something else. More honor from men trying to build something outside the only avenue God builds. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So if we're going to give the Lord the glory to His name, we've got to do it only through faith in the sacrifice. Not Listen, this is not just because we had it. This is a conscious intentional, I'm going to say those words again because there's a big uh, uh, blind spot here in the body of Christ. Faith in the sacrifice of Christ is a conscious, intentional decision to maintain my faith in the death of Jesus. So that every situation that comes along, I can be ready to give that determined answer of death. That's the answer for me in every situation because if I'm bearing about in my body the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, then and only then can I experience and express the life of my Savior, Jesus Christ. We can get it out of our minds that just because it's back here floating around, we're good. It takes a conscious, intentional fight of faith to maintain my faith in the death of Jesus. That means my participation in that death daily. Because self ain't going away and self's not shutting up, but he can be denied. Hallelujah. We need to keep denying that old thing that hadn't got anything good about him at all. When the world says we're really good, we need to remember God says, no, you're really horrible and evil and your heart is deceptively, deceitfully wicked above all. All things, no matter what you look out and see that's the worst evil and wicked thing you could ever lay your eyes on, our hearts are more wicked, deceptive, and evil than that. Our hearts will deceive us. We're not led by our hearts. Do what your heart tells you to do, they say. That's not the Bible way. We do what the Spirit of God leads us to do. And He guides us into more truth of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. But watch, given to the Lord the glory due unto His name. 
now that we're learning that he glorified his name at Calvary, we are learning the only place, the only place I can give him glory is faith in the sacrifice. You say, well, not really, preacher. I can give him glory because I'm his. Not just automatically you can't. If that were the case, we wouldn't need any of the book of Galatians written to us because that was written to a backslidden church who'd gone back under law, still confessing Jesus, but adding circumcision now, which the Bible says caused them to fall from grace and now not even being able to be affected or profited by Jesus Christ. If you're listening to me and you never heard this, open your Bible to Galatians chapter 5, verses 1 through 4. There it is for your eyes to behold. You and I can fall from grace if we move away from the place Jesus tasted death by the only grace He offers. He tasted death by the grace of God, not just to save us, but to keep us every day by the grace of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Watch the last part of chapter 29 of Psalms, verse 2. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. If we're not worshiping the Lord with our conscious, intentional faith in the sacrifice of Christ, then we're not worshiping the Lord in the beauty of His holiness. Righteousness is the only avenue from God to men for holiness to exist. Romans chapter 6, write it down please. Romans chapter 6 verses 19 through 22 teach this as well as Romans chapter 5, the end of Romans chapter 5, the last few verses. Holiness does not exist outside of righteousness. You and I, by the way, as the new creation in Christ Jesus that we are, were created in righteousness and true holiness. That's Ephesians 4 and 24. I want you to think about that. If we're going to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, then we've got to look and see the beauty of what He did in His Son for us on the cross. Listen, if we're going to offer God worship, He said it must be done in spirit. That means born again. Born again in spirit. And in truth. In the truth, you were immersed into the one who is truth by the Holy Spirit who also is truth when He immersed us into His death, Romans 6, 3 on Calvary's cross. There is no worship to God outside of an intentional, conscious focus, an object of our faith being the cross. We don't just worship God unless our worship is in the beauty of His holiness, which is what He did at Calvary because on the cross, Romans 3, 25 and 26, He declared His righteousness. That's the first thing that happened on Calvary's cross. The door opened and before anyone came in through the door, What came out was the voice of the Lord declaring His righteousness. We heard it. We believed unto that declaration of righteousness and we were brought into, created in that very righteousness and true holiness and only through faith in that can we give God glory, can we worship Him in the beauty of of His holiness. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged today. I hope that you recognize what God is doing in these last days. He is raising up men and women, boys and girls, not ashamed of the gospel, becoming more and more determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified, learning to boast in nothing but the cross. Why? Because there's only two places to glory. The cross or the flesh, that two-headed monster, that three-headed monster that some call a hundred-headed monster. I call him three-headed because they say me, myself, and I. And I know if you fear the Lord, if you understand the fear of the Lord, 
and you're moving in the right direction, this lesson, this broadcast today is charged your heart. The Holy Spirit is doing exactly what's being, what's taking place. The Holy Spirit is doing exactly what is taking place. Do not listen to those who say anything against where this message has the preeminence because only through the preeminence of this testimony of God's Son and what He did at Calvary can God have the preeminent place of being sanctified in our hearts. Isaiah said, the Lord is sanctified in righteousness. And the New Testament says, sanctify the Lord in your hearts. Sanctify the Lord in righteousness, Isaiah said. And the New Covenant writings say, sanctify the Lord in your heart. There's only one place in our heart that He set apart above and before all things. And that's through our simple faith in what He did at Calvary's cross for us. Hallelujah. God bless you. Don't forget about the books that are on the website now. Again, thecrosswaychurch.com. You can also donate to the ministry there. Or you can donate by texting the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. Thank you for praying for us. We're praying for you. We're standing in the same liberty God put our feet in when we got in the kingdom, and that's the liberty of Christ and Him crucified. I love you. I'll see you Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Until then, God bless you. We love you. And stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.